0: Hey everyone, I'm Susan Spears and you are on the Leader to Leader podcast. My guest today is Megan Shepherd. She is the Chief Operation Officer for SimVentions. Megan, welcome.
1: Thank you, Susan. So good to be here.
0: I know. I'm so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we are both here in, in Virginia, in the United States, and we were just talking about some of the crazy weather we've been having crazy. lately.
1: Crazy. Yeah.
0: I last saw you a week or two ago. It's uh, Right now it's April 2022, and we just had our Chamber Gala. It was awesome to see you there celebrating business.
1: So much fun, and so great to, you know, Be in person and seeing people and just celebrating.
0: Yeah, just just really awesome. And before that, um, a couple weeks before that, uh, Megan was one of our keynote speakers at a women's symposium we did. She's just a great leader in our community. Um, Here, Simventions is a government contracting company. She may tell you a little more about them, um, but they are located right here in the Fredericksburg, Virginia region. She's a key member of the executive leadership team, and she leads all the day-to-day operations, and then I've got several paragraphs about what that means. Um, but it's it's a big job with a lot of good stuff that she's doing. And she also did a lot of work around their return to office planning and needs in a post-pandemic kind of working world. And so I think we've got some interesting things to chat about here today. Absolutely. But let's just start and tell me a little bit more about you, though. Tell me about your, your journey in leadership. Yeah,
1: sure. So, um, you know, I started out, I, I think I've always been around... Um, leadership opportunities. And, you know, I was an athlete growing up. I was very focused on school. I, I went here locally at Mary Washington College and nice. did computer science and did math and got out of there and um, just really went into the technical field. I did a lot of software development. I did those types of things and little by little had those opportunities to lead the technical tasks, lead a team, do things like that. But it was really when I came back down to the Fredericksburg area, and I started working out on base in Dahlgren, Okay, that I had those opportunities to really grow the team there for the company. I was with Booz Allen at the time, Mm -hmm. and I was able to really grow the team and um, build and open an office out there for the company and learn a ton of stuff with regards to contracts and the Department of Defense. And that really led me into where I am now with regards to being the Chief Operating Officer for Synventions and I, you know, I started there um, uh, working with the cybersecurity group, and building that opportunity, and, and that type of team, and so I've really just been, I feel like I've been so fortunate in my path, and just um, taking those opportunities, and I know you were at the symposium a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that's, I'm, I'm big on taking those opportunities, getting out of the comfort zone, and just saying, why not, and why not do them, and um, I think that has led me into where I am today, and I could have never, ever gotten out of school and and predicted the path that I was going to take. It was not something I laid out. It was just I've been very blessed and fortunate with where I've landed and the opportunities I've been given, and and I think the leaders and mentors and companies that I've worked for.
0: Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot there. Um it, and that's so interesting because when we're in the beginning stages, you know, we're so task-oriented. Yes. So you've learned um, some of the skills and the, the pieces to your trade. But the, the the path to leadership is so different, you it know. Is. And you're talking about opportunities. What what kind of opportunities um, became available that, like, let's say you didn't take them, you know, how, how different your path would have been?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I would have been. There's a lot of people that are very. Content and that's what they're meant to do sure. in terms of you know staying the technical software development database administration. But it was, um, hey, we need to do this task over here. Will you lead these two people? And it's taking those opportunities to get more involved to go out of um, just the day to day that you do to look for those leadership type things. You know, looking to take a process or take a software system or something like that and take it to the next level. Thinking outside the box, not just always doing exactly what you need to do, doing more than what you need to do, and looking for those opportunities to kind of go above and beyond and do the additional things. Hey, we have um, this team that's working on this. Are you interested in being a part of it? Hey, we have a proposal that we need to work. Are you interested in being, being a part of it? And I think those little things and just getting involved with more and more and more things with no matter what you do, it, one, it provides you experience. And then two, it opens your eyes to what is available for you Mm -hmm. so that you can start to, you know, be a little more diverse in your skill sets and, you you know, your managers and your leaderships hopefully will recognize that. Right. And then provide you the, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to lead a team of now five people? Do you want to lead a team of, um, you know, a contract of 30 people? Do you want to go in to lead an entire department and those types of things? you just build little by little by little and those are the types of opportunities. So had I not taken some of those chances of just even taking the technical work I was doing and taking someone under my wing to teach them how to do database administration, it's those types of things I think that got me to where I am today and gave you the, you know, gives you the skill sets little by little, so that when you get to bigger things, you're ready.
0: Yeah. How, how would you say, here, here's one for you, Megan. How are you different as a leader now than maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago? Oh, my goodness. Um,
1: I have learned a lot, right? <laughs> and, and I think, like you said, you start thinking more, Tech. you're more technically focused when you start. Mm-hmm. And you look at and you think smaller. And I think over time, you start to think bigger picture, more holistically across things. And I think I've learned a lot in terms of how to communicate better, how to listen better, and how to not just take the answer of, hey, go do this. It's thinking, okay, sure, I can do that. But then, then pushing the envelope a little bit and saying, well, what more can we do? Or you know, should it be done this way? And so I think you get more comfortable, one, with your technical skills, two, with your leadership skills, so that you're you're pushing that envelope a little bit and you're more comfortable with asking the questions and getting out and speaking up more and giving your thoughts and using your experience and using your skill sets. And so I think over the years, I've definitely found that comfort zone of being able to do that. So,
0: yeah, there's, there's that moment in time where you're maybe at the table and, and, unaf- you know, afraid to speak up. Yes. Even if you know stuff, you're kind of younger, or yes, maybe there's somebody with a more advanced degree in the room, or what are the things that, you know, intimidate us and hold us back, but then others, we, we keep moving forward, we take right. that risk.
1: Right, absolutely, and, and, and again, I think it's like you're getting comfortable with, hey, you've You've gotten to where you are today because mm-hmm. of your skills, because because of your experience. You deserve to be at the table and speak up. And it doesn't mean you need to jump in every single time. Right, right. But when you speak up, you have valuable things to say that leave an impact and have, you know, leave an impression and drive conversations, decisions, solutions, all of those types of things. So, yes, you, you, it's maturity, I guess, too. You know, you get more mature as well, you Well, we hope. <laughs> well, maturity was some things, right? I mean, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Now, you mentioned mentors, yes. um, tell me a little bit about that roles of mentors, or is there a special individual mentor or somebody that's really helped you along the way?
1: I've been so fortunate. I think I shared even at the symposium a couple of weeks ago. You know, I always have to go back. Like, I think, one of my biggest mentors from an early age is, you know, my mom, just watching her mm-hmm. with how she balanced everything, you know, with me and my brother and family and work and doing all of that, like, hands down. Um, you know, I always look at my husband, who's a phenomenal leader, and I always, you know, try to bounce things. Now, he's a very different style than I am.
0: But okay. We, um, <laughs> How's he different?
1: <laughs> he, so I'm definitely more of the, you know, if you look at the personality types, right, the DISC uh-huh, uh-huh. assessments. I'm more of the S and the C, right? So I'm more supportive, conscientious, those types. Of, he's definitely more of a direct. Okay. And so... That's a good balance. It is a good balance. Mm-hmm. And so I'll often look at him. And I work really closely with a number of direct folks, too. So I'll I, I kind of bounce things off of what they would do yeah. versus maybe my, you know, what I would be more comfortable doing, and you kind of find it in the middle. And so, you know, I, I definitely use use those two for mentorships. But... Um, I mentioned I was an athlete, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I swam for years and years and years. One of the first mentors that I always go back to was my coach that I had at Mary Washington College.
0: Oh wow, yep. He
1: taught he taught all of us so much. He taught us how to be focused, dedicated, uh, you know, serious. Always, you know, classes were the important thing. Focusing on your schools, what you had to do, but have fun doing it. And my goodness, he taught us how to have fun doing it. We were very, very serious, and we did a lot of work in that pool. But he taught us to have fun doing it. And he was always there for um, if you needed a shoulder or you needed an ear and those types of things. And so he taught a ton of stuff. And I I really do attribute a lot of my personalities because I was that athlete. It was, you know, you had a lot of um, understanding in terms of time and how you had to attack things and those types of stuff. Um, and then from a professional perspective, when I started with Booz Allen, um, the, the gentleman who hired me in, his name was Bruce Orjada, and he taught me a lot about what I know today within what I'm currently doing with Department of Defense and that type of leadership program management and those types of things. And and he kind of instilled in me that, you know, um, you do get outside of your comfort zone and you should do that. And you have every right to do that. And you need to be doing those types of things so that when you get put in the positions or the title or the role or whatever it is, you are 100% comfortable and ready to do it. And he really prepped me for those types of things. So mm. I've been very fortunate.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting, you know, um, to hear him say you have every right to be uncomfortable. Yes. Yes.
1: It's, it's the uncomfortableness, you know, that um, you learn. You absolutely learn, and you know you 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 might take a misstep.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it may not go one hundred percent the way you had wanted it to, but that's okay because, right, that's how it was meant to be, and Part you learn from it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Well, speaking of missteps, I don't know if that's quite the way to put it, but yeah. these last couple of years. Um, yeah, it's it's really been quite something that, that we're still on the tail end of it, hopefully. Yes. Um, and you mentioned finding ways to have fun, and yet we've been through this worldwide crisis, you know, yes. this, and we're in this kind of post-pandemic time. How did you work with your teams through this, and where are you now?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and um, I don't think any any of the stuff we've already talked about in Mm -hmm. anything that led up to 2020 um, trained you for this type of thing. You know, I mean, you didn't didn't go to school or go to a class and get a certification for this. And um, so, you know, I I leaned on um, my S and my C, right, my personality types, and it's being the supportive. And I know we've talked so much over the last two years about just the supportiveness, and people need the support, and they need the understanding. And so um, I I teach a lot about empathy, and empathy is just, it's been so important over these last two years. From the standpoint of understanding where people are coming from, understanding what um, people are going through, understanding what the concerns are. You know, during this time over the last two years, we've gone back to basic needs, right? and right. And and a lot of people are at that point. And so it's really just understanding and it's working across the team to try to balance of we are a company that needs to continue to support our customers and continue to be a viable company, but we need to balance that with we have, you know, 300 some employees who have basic needs that we need to understand and we need to meet. And so we did it with a lot of transparent communication. hmm asking for feedback, asking for inputs and doing those types of things and really focusing on working together as a team to get through it. We had people who, um, for some reason, could not go into the office or needed to go into base because of that's the type of work they needed to do, and, and we, they had a teammate that would surge to support them. We balanced schedules across the board with everyone, and we just really, I mean, It's been a true team effort across this entire thing to get through it. And, you know, where we are today, we're still in that mode, right? Things have changed. There's a lot of people who are working through transitioning back into the office or they don't want to come back in the office, and it is that balance of working through that, you know, and being able to support your employees while still supporting the
0: customer needs. Yeah, it's a really um, tough time in leadership when you're having to make these decisions that you – you just didn't see coming. Even if it has been two years, it's right. still like this. Oh, uh, things have shifted somewhat, and or have they? Um, do we make a final decision? Right. Do we make a temporary decision on hybrid working, right. work from home, all of it? You right. know, it's just so mu- so many different things to balance. But it's important that they see that calming caring, capable leadership that it sounds like you're displaying.
1: Yes, absolutely. And we've heard over the last two years, um, it, it is. it's the open communication and it's the feedback. And even if somebody doesn't 100% agree with maybe a decision that right. was made or something that we've had to put in place, Overall, it was the understanding and the respect of why that decision was being made. And so that's where the communication came in so that people had the understanding of, hey, this is why this has to be this way. And, and mm-hmm. um, they were very appreciative of, you know, the, the transparency. And that just built that trusting environment.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing we learn um, on the why Sometimes you're so busy implementing and saying, go do this, or we have to do this task and that task. And if people just understand the why or how it's happening, they they jump on board a lot easier. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know,
1: even vice versa, when you have a team, mm-hmm. understanding some of what your team members are going through, right? You know, hey, I can't come into the office, or hey, I'm not going to meet this deadline. Okay, well, why? Ask, ask could be a very good reason and a very easy solution as opposed to just you know getting angry because something isn't met or something like that yeah
0: yeah there's there's a lot of anger out there (laughs) in the world right now so finding all our calming places um you and I chat a little offline we both have a couple things in common that I think are important to talk about when you talk about some of the things that 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 fuel you Mm -hmm. um is is getting outside um being able to have those walks and things. We both have dogs that we like a yes. lot. We like our husbands and families, too. <laughs> but those those are things that I think, you know, when you're working with people and you find those things that, that bring you together, that you bond over. It can, be, it can sound silly, but when you find out you have a fellow dog lover or something, or in our case, some sort of Labradors. I have one that's like partially Labrador, <laughs> but really, really good. I, you know, that that's where I... Get some of my good thinking done. Oh goodness, yeah. You know, is out out doing those walks where I need to. Everything's been so hectic. Um, sometimes you start the walk and your your shoulders are so tense, you know. And it's it's like it's like my, the, the animals, you know, just they just keep walking and sniffing and going around the the town, and uh, they they help me clear my head. It, I, I'm sure that's one of the things. But what are the things you do to to clear it all out and stay, you know, grounded in the midst of everything.
1: Uh, yeah, um, definitely walking, definitely exercising. That's my regimen and doing those types mm-hmm. of things. Um, I don't know. Those are probably the two biggest things for me. And um, I, it's so important to take those breaks, you know, and it's so important to take those moments for yourself to to have those clearing thoughts. Um, and And I find when I don't. Yeah. It's like, you know, everything's a little fuzzy and hazy and not not as clear. And I would agree. I mean, it's those, it's just taking the step away from the computer, the step away from the telephone and Mm -hmm. those types of things where you can have that clarity. And I talk to so many people who are the same way, right? They come in and they'd be like, hey, I was out running and I had this idea. Or the, yes. We actually have a a group that works out um, at noon three days a week. Oh, nice. Yeah. And sometimes they'll come back and be like, oh my gosh, I had this idea, you know, and it's just, I think it's, you know, just, it's unplugging. It's, um, I like to read a lot, uh-huh, so uh-huh. I will do, you know, some of that reading. Now, most of the reading I do is probably directed towards, you know, leadership and work stuff, but it is an outlet. Oh, no, nothing other than that? Only
0: when I'm on the beach <laughs> down the outer banks. <laughs> okay, I'll leave you alone about that. I won't give you too, too much trouble about that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it's. I remember I had a professor in college. I was a music major, and he was my piano teacher and I'm sure he loved us kids that were so we were a mess you know but I remember him telling me like kid the 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 weight of the world is not on your shoulders look around and notice the world around you uh you know I would walk to campus Uh, my my um townhouse that my roommates and I lived in was like a 15 minute walk over to class and I would probably be walking and not you know, not paying attention to anything, right? right? Thinking about whatever. And after he said that, I would see the daisy coming up, the daffodils, the, you know, look in a window of a house and see, see the blind, see, just started to notice the world yes. around me. Yes. And to open up my thinking and, and, and just be more calm, really. Yes. Yeah. And so I, tr- I try to remember all those things now at today at this time yeah. and, and help others with, thinking it's not the world's not on your shoulders but for the last two years it sure felt like it was it absolutely did and that made it
1: all the more important to take those steps back and take those deep breaths and you know I think we talked a lot over the last two years about gratitude for the positive things the things that we did have the things we were able to do and and focusing on those things versus the others you know and that was um that was so important as well I think
0: so grateful that we can all be here Yes. still together in community, you know, everything that Simventions does. Um, if you're listening to this, you should look them up. Uh, they're an amazing company. Uh, t- tell our listeners, it's a worldwide audience, more, a little bit more. I know you've said said some of the major buzzwords, mm-hmm. things like cybersecurity and all that, but um, a little bit more about the company.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. So, um, you know, we are we are a small company. Mm-hmm. Um, consulting company, you know, primarily with Department of Defense, we do focus on providing innovative solutions to our customers. And that's everything from software to systems engineering to cybersecurity and those types of things. And um, we are uh, headquartered here in Fredericksburg, as you mentioned, but we've got locations down in Virginia Beach. Um, We have uh, our location out in Dahlgren. Um, We've got a small location up in D.C. And then we've got people kind of scattered throughout the country. And so um, you know, we focus on uh, providing that innovation, thinking outside of the box, and providing solutions to our customers as they work with their customers and be successful. So really just a solutions provider and working with them. So,
0: It's kind of like a dream come true, isn't it?
1: <laughs> we, um, you know, there's a lot of, we are very uh, focused on our um, culture. We yes. work always yes. on our culture, um, but we're very community focused, and so, you know, the what we look to do and, and the things that we focus on are our employees, our customers, and that feeds into the support that we provide our community. And that most all of our community support that's driven by our employees. So it's it's their voice in terms of what we support and, and how we support our community.
0: Love it, love it. Well you guys have had folks in Leadership Fredericksburg, the Chambers program, yes. for at, at least the last um, four or five years. And been a, a great supporter of that. And we love everything we've learned from your, your different leaders. Just amazing.
1: It's so, an amazing program.
0: Yep. yep. So good. Good. if you're listening and you're not involved in a community leadership program, look into it yes. where you are and get involved because you learn not only some leadership skills, but more about your community and the people that are in it. Yes. Yeah. What do you think is the most important thing for leaders in, in 2022?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I know it's probably the biggest buzzword, but but I do think the the empathy and not just empathy. I think it's really it's that effective communication, right? Yep. yep. And so it does feed into. Um, I, I know people often hear empathy, and sometimes they think um, being too understanding, being too nice, and that's not what empathy is. Empathy is just understanding and and listening, right? And so when you talk about communication. It's, it's that listening piece of it, right? We have to probably listen more, maybe talk a little less. But at the end of the day, you take the information that you hear, you take the feedback, you take the perspectives, and you still have to make a decision and drive forward. Sure. And so I still think we're there. I think it's it's that balance of understanding still where everything is and figuring out that next turn, that next – um, shift that we have to do to be able to support both our customers and our employees. And in order to do that, we've got to listen and we've got to have the effective communication, which is both the output and the input. So yeah,
0: yeah. well, that's great. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, we're already at the point to start to wind down. Can you believe it? No, no.
1: You said it would fly by. <laughs> it, <My> does.
0: <laughs> it does. Um, so, So I'll ask you, do you have a favorite motto or saying that you'd like to share with us? Um, I,
1: I do, and I think I actually, I couldn't remember, I think I shared this at the symposium, but it's a rather, it's a, it's a long quote, okay. and it's, it's um, Martin Luther King Jr., Oh. and um, I say this often because I think when you talk about what people do day to day, and you talk about leadership, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, it's it's really how you do it. And so my favorite quote is, um, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should Sweep streets, even as Michelangelo painted, or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth paused to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. And so I actually have that hanging in my office and I look at it because no matter what you're doing, no matter how small or big the task, you just focus on it and you do the best that you can do. So that's always been my motto.
0: It's a great, great quote from a great man. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's really awesome. Um, anything else you'd want to share with our listeners today?
1: You know, no, I don't think so. This has been amazing. We are in an amazing community, yeah. um, and there's just so much opportunity out there. We can talk, I know, for hours about leadership yes. and
0: <laughs> and qualities
1: and what you need to do. And and I was so fortunate to be able to do that a couple of weeks ago with the the mm-hmm. event. And um, but. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to come back as you continue these and have different topics and oh, those types good. of things. But
0: um, Good, I'll have you back. Um, I, I recently had someone back for a second one and we talked about civility. That was our major topic and our thoughts around it. So I'll bring you back and maybe we'll chat about that or something different. Dogs on the beach, maybe.
1: Was, that's, <laughs> that's, you know, okay. We talked about walking, you know, it's walking on the beach. It's that first cup of coffee in the morning, listening yes. to the waves. Oh, yes. Those are those Zen moments.
0: They really are. Yeah. They really are to just capture in a bottle. So important to unplug. So important to unplug, people. I agree. Well, thank you, Megan, so much for being with us here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored that you asked me here. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I am Susan Spears, and our guest today was Megan Shepherd. She's the Chief Operating Officer of Sim SimVentions. If you have not already subscribed to the Chamber's We Are Business podcast, please go ahead and do so. Then you'll know when new episodes are available. Thank you and see you next time.